There is fine food to be had in church basements. On this day, the tables were full of sugar cream pie, cheesy potatoes, thick sweet cornbread, and fried chicken, all served by the women and men of the congregation who came out on a Saturday afternoon to offer comfort and fellowship to one of Galinda's uncles, whose wife had recently passed on from this earthly plane. I hadn't known her well, although it seemed from the sermon that she had a way of getting under people's skin. The only skin I was interested in getting under was that fried chicken. Following the service as we gathered and offered sad long hugs and encouraging pats on the shoulder, there was a palpable buzz about this fried chicken. And before you could even ask, who made it? Folks offered up its source as eagerly as they were to share the good word. The chicken came from the gas station. And friends, as sure as I sit here, I must testify to you that this was the best gas station chicken I've ever had, worth bringing all the way over to the church. I certainly felt something awfully close to God in those meaty breasts. I bet if God were to walk among us, a gas station in rural Ohio might be the kind of place you'd find her. Now I hope I've made you hungry for more secrets of the universe, and I invite you to sit back and prepare your vessel to receive a new transmission. It's time for another journey to the Deep Night. Hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, your host, guide, and guru through this next hour of regrets and revelations. We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus, where the corn planted in an urban green space rises as surely as the toxic flumes from the fetid canal. We are ready for the harvest here in Brooklyn, which means wrapping our gourds in old New Yorker magazines and burying them in our neighbor's backyard for good luck. Sweeping the black soot from the BQE into the northernmost corner of our bedrooms and then placing a used pizza box over it for another three months. And, of course, sending in our rent checks folded into the crease of a ghost-shaped card that you bought at a CVS and hoping you project a friendly kind of vibe as a tenant so that they won't raise your rent when your two-year lease extension is up. Oh, yes, it is a time of reflection, fall is. As we drove back from the funeral along the entire length of the Pennsylvania Turnpike, on either side we were surrounded by dense mountain forests full of crimsons and rust-colored leaves, bursts of yellow that signaled that everything was dying around us. And I started to think that these vibrant hues of decay must always be there. Before the green retreats, it's just there waiting. Even as we are fully alive, a beautiful death sits inside us. And when it's time... We signal to the world our final moment, are celebrated in some fashion, maybe with gas station chicken in a church basement, and then we pile and fade into the earth. It's my favorite time of year. And today on the program, we have one of my favorite artists out there, someone whose work I have followed, enjoyed, coveted even. And I recently had the opportunity to see a selection of his work on film and then to meet him. Marcel Dezam is my guest. Visual artist, filmmaker, designer for theatrical productions, this is my conversation with Marcel Dezama. Marcel Dezama, how are you? Very good. 
<laughs> it's actually pronounced Sama. <laughs> now, now you're messing with me. <laughs> Feeling a little under the weather, I gather. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm a little bit uh, uh, high on uh, Theraflu right now, so it'll be a, well. a nice surreal conversation. <laughs> exciting. Well, cold or no, it's exciting to have you here in the deep night, so thank you. Now, the, witching, the witching season is upon us, <clears throat> and it made me think if, uh, uh, you know, what do you have a favorite kind of monster, either movie or mythical? Oh, yeah, it's definitely Dracula. Dracula yeah. all the yeah, time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what started that? Um, I, well, the universal monsters in general, I guess, have drawn since, since memory. <laughs> right. um, uh, my parents had a, a, a puzzle of Dracula that uh, was uh, Bela Lugosi yes. like, coming down the stairway with his cape open. Uh-huh. And it was a big puzzle, so it took a long time to put together. <laughs> and uh, I just remember being fascinated by it and, and not being able to see the movie till like maybe a year or so later. Because I got to see him, you know, way too young still. Yeah, yes, and <laughs> so, really, like, you spent a lot of time looking yeah, at it. exactly. <laughs> and searching for they the They also pieces. had a Burt Reynolds uh, puzzle where he was... Leaning over naked. <laughs> oh, the, the Pentel or pe- yeah, Playgirl one? Yeah, Playgirl, play yeah. Wow, that would do a different kind yeah, of scarring, exactly. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't appear in many no, of your no, drawings. Not so much. I don't think it stayed with me. So that much. you show, at least. <laughs> yeah. Those are my private collection. <laughs> <laughs> right. My goodness. Well, isn't that interesting how we also invent the whole world just from a single image like that? Yeah. I mean, you've certainly done a lot of that, but. I mean, we fill in the blanks. Exactly. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, too. But when I was thinking about monsters, have you ever been to the Museum of Natural History in Venice? In Venice? No, not in Venice. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to urge you to go next time. Do you go over there at all? I've only been once. Yeah. yeah. Well, the next time, get on over there because they have a kind of a cryptid, you know, uh, mythical creature section with a two-headed deer and a white monkey with a horn or one of these kind of things. But that, and that's interesting. But then as you go further in, you see that the taxidermy is of a certain vintage ah. where everything is a little bit sagging and decaying. <laughs> from and the humidity? <laughs> just Maybe it's from that. It also just looks like maybe poor technique or just an outmoded technique right. that they've just let go. <laughs> so there's like running shellac everywhere. I think you would find it evocative. There's certainly a lot to stir the imagination. Actually, uh seeing Dracula in a in a wax museum when I was a little kid in Vancouver I think or something yeah that was also an early memory for did for you tur- did you know you were going to see him or was no, it- no 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 cuz it, it was it was uh just the regular wax museum but then it slowly turns into a horror oh. movie wax museum and then even historical like uh uh events <laughs> yes so yeah. terrible events usually <laughs> right you know like decapitation and yes, uh, that sort of thing. Some French history, yes, I some imagine. French, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that would be spooky. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, there are other things that frighten you. Uh, well, it, it didn't even. It was almost more fascinating. I, I guess you were happy it to was, see it, Dracula, yeah, yeah, because you knew who Dracula, Dracula was. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Feel the same about the werewolves too, and the others. Yeah, actually, like the werewolf a lot because they kind of. Maybe it's something to do with the Burt Reynolds kind of thing with the hairiness. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's really our first yeah. werewolf, wasn't he? Because <laughs> uh, um, I was noticing, also, you know, in looking through your work again today, 
um, that the environment seems to be more and more uh, active and alive. The skies are yeah. wolves and cats and the sea is teeming with rays <laughs> and fish. And so I wondered if there was this environmental concern also coming to the fore. Yeah, and recent works of it really yeah. is really kind of come into the play. Just just being, you know, uh, alive in this time period, you really right. notice the environmental uh, disasters that are happening. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. I think we're probably around the same vintage. But yeah. me growing up, uh, I remember it was all ozone hole and acid rain. Yeah, exactly. And that it was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. And then I thought we fixed that. Yeah. And then, and it turns out maybe we did do okay with the ozone hole. But, yeah. by, by the way, there's this other stuff happening. Yeah. Um, and, and that is scary. It yeah. is frightening. It, it is, yeah. And it could be my change of location, too, just being in Winnipeg yeah. uh, before <laughs> being in minus 40. Probably, I didn't care as much about <laughs> right, right. But now, global warming. <laughs> yes, it's like yeah. oh, okay, go up a couple degrees over here. That'd be all right. <laughs> right. right. No, it doesn't they, work that yeah, way. It doesn't but, work that yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you lose the permafrost, exactly. and then who knows what's yeah, under there? Exactly. It's it's a. I, I remember hearing about permafrost very early on. Oh yeah. And the dangers of it exploding, oh, trapped methane oh, or something. That. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. I was very scared. Yeah. You can get the sense that I've been scared yeah, yeah. by our world a lot. <laughs> I just I just knew it for like if you went to a funeral and they couldn't dig the grave because it was yes. frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Do so you have to go to a lot of funerals? Well, recently I guess. So unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, just growing came... another growing sad growing older. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just came from one myself oh, and it oh, was I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I mean it's it's happening. Yeah. It's happening as we as we get older. As we, yes. Uh, vintage. <laughs> Are you scared of that? You scared of the end? Uh for myself, not yeah. so much. But uh for for loved ones. Sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, the loss is yeah. Unbearable. Yeah. yeah. I also have a kid now, so I have to try and stick around as long as possible. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Well yeah. you get this theraflu thing worked yeah, exactly. out. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was watching the Chernobyl series, too. Oh. I mean, really. I just want to give you all of my environmental fears right now. Yeah. And I was remembering <clears throat> that show. Maybe, you, I don't know if it made it to Winnipeg, but there was a show here. And by the way, it feels like global warming in this studio. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I'm sweating. <laughs> I, I, I apologize, but I think it's going to yeah, be yeah. good for you. I, yeah, I think you're going think... to get this cold sweat out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm uh, wearing a cardigan and everything. Yeah, like, well, oh, if, you, if you need to disrobe, it's okay. Uh, again, in honor of Burt Reynolds. Yes. But uh, I was watching that, and there was a there was a show on in the probably when we were kids, uh, the day after. Oh, that devastated me as a kid. Why was that yeah. on television? I have no. I slept in the closet after because I thought it would shelter me. In yes. A, in a more, yeah. I I remember that really well. Distinctly, yes. it was on in prime time <laughs> or yeah. something. Yeah. Yes. It's frightened to the core. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm just uh, saying. Yeah, I, I, yeah. That that more than any monster. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> scared me. Yeah. 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 But beyond the acid rain, that one yeah. really got me. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert, everybody dies in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hope. Yeah. Even the survivors <laughs> slowly lose their hair yeah. and disintegrate. It was the bleakest apart. hour yeah. of television, I yeah. think, has ever been aired. Um, but I appreciate, I just want to say, I yeah. appreciate that the, wor- the world's, the concerns are seeping into the work and becoming more evident. Perhaps you feel like they were there, but yeah. now they're really. Um, present does it feel like it's a more recent thing yeah i feel like well in this time in this trump era kind of right it's just hard to not be 
a little a little woke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, during the Bush years, there were some political drawings that I did, but yeah, there you know, it's just more anti-war type thing. Not not so much uh, environment or or whatever else. I'm <laughs> well, it, should, yeah. it feels like it, it's on all fronts now. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. to not be uh, concerned at least in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really feels as if you're sleeping through it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just you know. Uh, not paying attention at all, which yeah. would be a disservice. Um, well, uh, uh, I admit to being such a longtime fan of your work, so oh, I hope oh, that's okay. So oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you encounter a lot of Dizama heads out here, <laughs> a lot of gals in thick glasses flipping through the books looking for meaning, <laughs> dressed in polka dots. But I wanted to tell you, for many years I've kept a postcard of yours, I think from the plug-in space up oh, there in nice. Winnipeg. And I don't know, it's a, of your work, and maybe yeah. it was a night uh, before a documentary or something about you. I, I don't exactly know. Oh. It's a person in a white outfit with a tree head. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're okay. dancing. And yeah. it's a little bit blurry. It's a little bit yeah. uh, mysterious. And I have to say, it's been tacked up in every office I've ever worked, <laughs> in every space I've ever been, right in my line of sight. Because right. I think no matter how dark it gets out there yeah. in the world, like the things that we're talking about, right. I know this tree man can dance through it. <laughs> He's going to find a little light, and it's going to be okay. Oh, that's really nice. So I thank you for that. I'm glad I had a positive <laughs> message on that one. That's right. <laughs> well, similar to this idea of sort of uh, providing the context for a single image, let's say, uh, do you have things that are tacked up in the studio oh, that, yeah. that you just always refer to or like that you always make sure you get it as part of the stuff if you move studios and that kind of thing? Yeah, I have uh, a photograph of... Uh, Steve Martin, where he has a he has a fish that's uh, maybe a fish tie or no, it's stuck in his pants, and it <laughs> says like "Best Fishes, Steve Martin." <laughs> and then I have another one where he's holding this really fat cat. For some reason, those are my positive images. I was yeah. obsessed with them as a kid. So. With Steve Martin, yeah, yeah. And well, then, com- comedy plays a big role in a lot yeah. of what you do. Yeah, exactly. So and, uh, he he was also one of those early, I guess, kind of started the. To, to discover surrealism through him and like uh-huh. Monty Python and some of that early comedy, yeah, seventies comedy, or yeah, they were some of the early influences. Yeah. growing up there in Winnipeg. Yeah, exactly. Now Winnipeg, <laughs> uh, if we can just talk about that for a second, because I've only yeah. ever been there in my dreams, right? <laughs> and what I imagine it to be is a very gray space, yeah, with a lot of kids in basements, maybe wrestling. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Am I right? It, it's yeah. That's that's a good description. <laughs> <laughs> but or one person said, well, well, "Has it? Go? Uh, Winnipeg's like a big Regina." <laughs> you, you know the you think city of Regina. Yes. That's that one. <laughs> <laughs> and that rings true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little Canadian blood in me, so oh, I get okay. it. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. That's for the Canadians out there. That's right. <laughs> Well, how important was boredom to your artistic development? Oh, yeah, probably very important. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume if I had, uh, you know, if I lived in California, I'd probably be maybe a skateboarder or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, I just spent just hours in, in the basement drawing. And and even if I had friends over, we'd, we'd draw together. <laughs> we'd barely talk. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I had well, a lot of uh, socially awkward friends, so we we just got together and did drawings and usually actually we put on comedy tapes of like steve martin or someone like that and oh, really? listen to them and then while we were drawing mm-hmm. it seems like something that we've lost in the current era i know yeah. that 
you know, that may be just be old fella talking, yeah. but uh, <laughs> the the ability to be really bored. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's profoundly so much, bored. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's so much at our, like, every moment can be filled now. Yeah, but yeah. I keep filling it with the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I just keep going to the same thing and scrolling through it. When as a child, I would watch classic movies. Yeah. I would go through a National Geographic and learn about Mars or yeah. the Egyptians. <laughs> I mean, there was time to really fill in, you know, fill up on this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. And were you, you were doing that too with the classic movies in addition yeah. to the comedy? Yeah, as well. Yeah, I had uh, uh, my dad had a, uh, I guess you get a free movie every week or, or something from, he worked at Safeway. Oh, the, <laughs> which, the supermarket? A, yeah, the supermarket, but it had a video section. This is how old I am. This is in the eighties, <laughs> I guess, or maybe even went into the nineties a little bit, but they had a, a video selection. And so oh. they, they had a few of the classics, you know, yeah. I like they'd have to be usually Academy Award ones. So to make it on to, the Safeway shelves. On the Safeway shelves. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like B movies that were, so affordable that they could just have them on the shelf too. Right, yeah. right. But there was no in between. You, you didn't get any foreign films or anything like that. <laughs> well, and so what were some of the classics? I mean, you uh, got into the movie, the yeah, monster I, things there. Yeah. Well, they had they had the monster classics, and then they. Uh, I guess I got kind of. I just followed like the, the top one hundred, you know, best. So it started like Citizen Kane, and then, uh, Casablanca, or. You know the, just go down the list. You knew even yeah. then to go to the to, to go to the greats like that. Uh, well, I was already at least twelve or something like that. So. Oh sure, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Citizen Kane, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is perfect for a twelve-year-old, <laughs> exactly. To get into it, yeah. I got more into the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis films. Oh, and I never, all the... yeah, I never fell into that, but my. I don't uh, know that people yeah. need to. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma loved Dean Martin. She saw him in Vegas, and she had, uh, I think, a, a cup that said like. Steve Martin, and I, oh, oh. I was always, oh, is he related to Steve Martin? <laughs> right, right. <yeah. laughs> That's about as... Sadly, no. Yes. <laughs> that I know of. I don't yes. think that they are. This is Steve Martin heavy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and just with the, with the staying on cinema for a moment, did you did you find yourself on a vampire track too? I mean, have you since gone in and what? I mean, did you was uh, it just that Dracula, or did you say, oh, let me see what's yeah. happening with? The... No, it was all. Uh, but it had to be Dracula usually, like yeah. uh, like different. There was that seventies one with that. The, uh, I can't remember what his name is, but he was he was supposed to be really attractive to George everyone. Harrison exactly. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is but that? I, one? Once bitten or something? Oh, oh. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah, I don't okay know. that was the comedy one. But then there was the maybe it was a TV uh, version of Dracula. Yeah, it kind of was more followed the story closer to the book, I think. Uh huh. And then it was, yeah. Some actor that everyone thinks is handsome, but I was like, "Really? Is he <laughs> supposed to?" He just kind of seemed short and or George hairy. Hamilton. I said George, George Hamilton. Harrison. That's what it was. George Hamilton. Yeah. yeah, the tan guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was in one of those. Yeah, he might have been in both. I wonder. Like oh, maybe he made fun of been. himself later. Yeah, could have been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his career is such yeah. that that tracks. <laughs> that yeah. could have worked. <laughs> um, and then what about the ones later with the with the? Isn't there a Coppola version? Yeah, yeah. I I think I saw them. Movie theater, a couple. Oh, I saw it more than once because I just stayed in the theater and it kept played, going. Played itself. I really like the beginning of that. Yeah, uh, there's like this shadow puppet kind of oh. beginning uh-huh. that tells the origin story of of uh, the real Dracula. Uh, why am I forgetting? I asked the co- 
cold is making my memory bad. Uh, the stat. The, the real. The real. Jakul. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 prince or whatever. Oh oh yes. Uh, Val Val. Oh yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever that one's. Very, yeah. Yeah. The real guy who they took he took the name from. Yes. The name, the name Dracula. Uh, but it tells his story a little bit, and how he turned into Dracula. So they kind of blended the two. But it's all in Shadow Puppets. The war scenes are, I, I believe it's in Shadow Puppets. I haven't seen it since the 90s. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> clearly why I'm having yeah. trouble struggling with it, too. And then, to, to, but it does remind me of Nosferatu. Yeah, uh, oh, which Nosferatu. Has some beautiful was, yeah, shadow I was, work. Uh, definitely heavily influenced uh, from, from that film. He's the creepiest so, one. Yeah, yeah. By far. Yeah. He's got that nice rodent look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the fingernails. <laughs> yes, and the, the moving fingers. Ooh. Yes, always lurking about. Um, but uh, uh, do, do you ever get that creepy in the drawings? Uh, well, he he appears in a couple. I remember he's he's giving a speech of damnation to the to to Canada in one of my drawings. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad he made yeah. the cut. <laughs> um, but you were also fat. When did the early cinema kind of stuff work its way into there? Uh, oh, that kind of came about from, uh, well, being influenced from the early films, but also the in Winnipeg, the kind of, the the one person I knew that kind of was an artist was Guy Madden. Yes. He's this uh, filmmaker yep. from Winnipeg. And so he his style at the beginning was very uh, retro, like from kind of uh, black and white and uh, smudged lenses and yes, things like this. Yes. And so he was a very early influence on my... Because I was in art school when when he was kind of uh, blowing up in... Yes. Or at least it seemed like he was in, in Winnipeg. Right. But right. he made it to New York, so... <laughs> <laughs> and then you followed. I, yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was my neighbor for a little while. and so Oh, really? Yeah, here? Yeah. Ah. So we, we became friends. Oh, in, not here, in Winnipeg. Oh, in Winnipeg yeah. he was your neighbor. Yeah. Well, that must have been nice. Yeah, that was really nice. And he actually had a great uh, taxidermy collection. Of, I would imagine two-headed things and stuff like that. Yeah, you don't go in for that kind of thing, though. No, no, yeah. I, it's never. <laughs> Keep it. To I, the I had a I had a fox that I bought at a uh, a flea market in in Twenty Sixth Street or or wherever that that flea market used to happen. Maybe uh-huh. it still does, but. Uh, fox that I put in a diorama and then later uh, the Museum of Montreal bought it with the diorama and it had moths inside of it and they had to, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> had to dispose of it and they had to spend a lot of money cleaning up. So. I think people don't realize yeah. the maintenance involved in taxidermy. Yeah, I, I didn't know, yeah. I really think that's... I had a miniature yak, oh. only like a handheld one yeah. uh, that I also bought from a flea market because that's where this stuff exists. Yeah. The guy was not into haggling, by the way. Oh. <laughs> and this thing, uh, it, it made itself... Uh, it got very greasy because I had it on top of the fridge. And, you know, oh, as you're right. cooking and stuff, yes. you can't get that out. You can't clean <laughs> artificial or even real yak hair, as far as I know, uh, <laughs> from cooking grease. But I digress. Um, but I gather that, uh, just going back to the family for a second, that you come from a family of uh, makers and people that are invested in the, the arts and in creative uh, well, pursuits. Well, my grandpa, he used to perform at like uh, farming conventions as a ventriloquist comedian. Oh, really? Yeah. And he, he was kind of like, an, he, he kind of made it easy for me and, <laughs> and my uncle when we started a band because I'd seen uh-huh. someone perform. 
so we, I had a band for a little while and in the 90s, of course. <laughs> sure, yeah. We, uh, we all did. Yes. <laughs> uh, going back to this ventriloquism thing, yeah. what was the puppet? Uh, it was actually, uh, he had this, uh, just like a, a puppet that you'd buy at, say, a Kmart or it was just like a, uh, it was almost some kind of parrot, but it was, it almost looked more like a, a more of a tropical, like, uh, bird of paradise kind of feathers everywhere. Okay. An uh, exotic bird. Yeah, an exotic bird. Was it bird. wearing uh, a suit? <laughs> no, no, no. It was just like all feathers mainly. All feathers? Yeah. And then uh, later I made, or no, I paid someone. This is after I had a little success. Yeah. I paid someone to make uh, a miniature of himself as, as a ventriloquist, as a gift for, for his birthday. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Along with my uncle as well. Yeah. yeah. We teamed up and bought it. We weren't, I wasn't that successful. <laughs> but it, it was a little model of him. Of, of himself, yeah. Uh, and that, so it was like it a could... mini him. <laughs> <laughs> now, but where where was he performing? You said farm shows. Yeah, farm in Saskatchewan, and uh, there was a lot of small uh, towns that he could perform at, or auction sales. He'd perform uh, like before an auction sale would start, or uh, so, or he'd do a friend's weddings and things like this. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> and he had this character. He was he was Metro. His name and uh, he was he's very. The he bird's was, name or his name? Oh, his name was Metro. He Metro like, and yeah. the exotic bird. Yeah, and what he was, was very poor name? farmer. Like he had the old kind of hobo style oh. dress up and everything. Yeah. Sure, I'm, I'm nodding, but I'm yeah. trying to imagine what the uh, <laughs> yeah. Saskatchewan the poor farmer. Maybe outfit. the I think it, the bird's name was she was Sheho or something like that. Because Metro, Metro and Sheho. Yeah, because <laughs> okay. there was a town called Sheho or something. <laughs> so this is my yeah. Hello, I'm Metro from Shiho. He'd say something like that, and this is my bird Shiho. Or, yeah, some. It was yeah, very local <laughs> comedy. The deep cuts, yeah, of Canadian geography that have to come into play for that to right, work. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was. A, there was a lot of jokes about cabbage rolls and pierogies and. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're a material <laughs> exactly. if you're doing the farm shows and I auction sales. Yes. All right, right. Yeah. Boy, I bet nothing got them yeah. excited to bid yeah. more than a good uh, tight five on cabbage rolls. Exactly. <laughs> I one of his jokes was that he bought this old beat-up car at an auction sale, and then it, it conked out, and then uh, it conked out in front of a bar, and a, a drunk person comes out, and he says, what's the matter, mister? And he goes, oh, my piston broke. He said, that's all right. My piston, I'm piston broke too. And he told it much better than I just did. But <laughs> that was the one that kind of. I'm piston stuck. broke too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that, and did you see, you saw him perform? Oh, yeah, many times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then when I got older, I filmed him a few times. And, oh, really? Yeah. I tried to, to put it in the, 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 a series at uh, Nighthawk, but it, there just wasn't enough room. <laughs> oh, 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 that's too bad. Yeah. Now I'm very curious to yeah. see the Metro and Shiho yeah. show. Uh, <laughs> where, where was he born? Uh, he he was born in uh, Saskatchewan. Yeah, okay. but his his father was from the Ukraine. I yeah. see. My grandfather was born in Saskatoon. Oh, okay. well, he was he, he. No, no, he was born in a field in in Boston, Saskatchewan. Yeah, he, there was yeah. She she was able to in the garden actually. There's kind of a well known story. She was picking 
cabbage yes. <laughs> for cabbage rows. Yes, of course. <laughs> and had the baby in the field there. <laughs> you admire that, don't you? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, a prairie birth is what yeah. I long for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nothing more natural. Nothing more natural. That nat- prairie soil to Give come Give that out gal in. a stick and just start pushing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a real strength. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, uh, that's impressive. <laughs> that's what it takes out there yeah. in but the that, cabbage fields. <laughs> but you're, you're, you said your father was born in... My or, grandfather. Or grandfather. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's where the Canadian... I have a little oh. bit on that side and oh, a little yeah. bit on the other side. Oh. The, the grandmother on the other side was born in Hamilton. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. And, uh, well, I I say this every time I have a Canadian on the show, yeah. but my great-grandfather uh, conned the Canadian government into starting the Royal Canadian Air Force. Oh, wow. That's so impressive. It's impressive, yes. Yeah. And his many families wish him well. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of so. a character, you understand. <laughs> So you got to fly in the secret aero program and everything. <laughs> well, yeah. He crashed it a few times on the way back. Anyway, we have characters in our families, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, do you, did you have some uh, people that maybe you've inserted, like uh, Metro, into your work? I mean, there mm-hmm. seems to be some very specific gestures, some carefully observed behaviors that feel very lived. So I wondered if you were drawing from family or if that was mostly from cinema. Uh, well, a lot of it was... Uh, the early drawings, for sure, because Winnipeg peaked in the 1920s, and so <laughs> there was this news to them. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was uh, the you could see it in the downtown. Like it very much felt like uh, all the buildings were from that time period, and then mm-hmm. untouched after that. Like you ah. could see the old advertisements for a Coke ad, like that was from 1920s. Yeah, and, uh, or or like a candy store there's like a candy stripe guy uh, like a like a candy cane man <laughs> <laughs> yes though i think someone repainted that recently and and tried to bring that candy cane business back into business a retro kind I of i feel like you should go back and thing. repaint yeah, it as the candy exactly. cane man <laughs> well that's interesting so, so that was kind of the visual environment yeah in addition to being bored and gray flatness or whatever yeah. i imagine there uh it was this like 1920s thing. yeah like it and it also had these old uh theaters like from uh vaudevillian days so because it really uh i think it had something to do with the panama Pan, the panama canal sorry my that's okay uh that uh that kind of made winnipeg stop because it was the main uh waterway uh before that so you had to go through through there somehow i'm not exactly sure through um, once panama opened up yeah it, uh, they no longer they did no, the trade did, through the northern part. exactly and then also the fur trade uh-huh trade, right uh, tapered collapsed. off there yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so i mean do you cite that is it that direct that uh, you were influenced I, I, it was by only the 1920s after the fact that i kind of you went back and said oh oh that, that's why and you could feel the 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 ghosts of that time period in the city yeah. a little bit because it's it sits there kind of with you but they and seem to haunt your work. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of yeah, exactly. girls in bobs and, yeah. uh, you know, certain rifles of a certain era yeah. <laughs> and uh, militiamen and oh, that Oh, and also uh, there's a lot of, uh, like, Goodwills and uh, this place called Value Village. I think it's called Savers here or something like that. Yeah. But uh, all the books were, I guess, those people started to die off, and so they'd be in right. the, the the Goodwills, and it would you buy these old Sears catalogs like from 1920s for you know a dollar or something yeah. and so i draw from from those or uh record collections from from that time period and 
those those would sometimes have images and yeah in in the 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 little extra book booklets that came with it yeah do you find that you have uh certain characters mean certain things so when you're sitting down to draw or to, to compose something is it like oh i need uh three girls in polka dot dresses and a couple of masked ones because this is going to be uh i mean is there yeah. meaning to those characters yeah usually for for that show if, usually if i have some sort of deadline for a show there's some small sliver of a theme uh-huh. and and it makes sense for that show uh-huh. but it, the next show it could be entirely like they could be an army of revolutionaries for good but yeah. the next one it could be this fascist regime <laughs> that's trying to take over um but it, yeah it changes from plus a but bear. as a as a as a <laughs> <laughs> or a dracula yeah exactly or yeah dra- yeah, yeah so dracula kind of keeps his his He's usually usually kind of keeps his character and doesn't change as much. <laughs> uh, when Dracula enters the scene, what is he there to uh, to push forward uh, or symbolize? It's usually I, I've probably drawn him majorly at, like late at night, so it's just maybe just that that feeling of 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 midnight or <laughs> that that dark kind of presence. Yes. Yeah. Some kind of something ominous. Yeah. Out there. But also for comedy, because there's something very funny about Dracula. Dracula's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. <laughs> he has a particular set of weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, the one that I found the most, uh, it's like running water or something. Like I found out that he can't, he doesn't like running water. <laughs> yeah, his, his weaknesses seem to be yeah. uh, some kind of water, yeah. <laughs> sunlight, and wood. Right. Which is a little yeah, hard exactly. to afford. And then garlic, too. And, and garlic. <laughs> and a cross. <Right. laughs> There's a lot that he has to be careful yeah, of. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the whole sunlight thing kind of really limits him. In the, a lot of, unless he's like in Stockholm in the winter or something. Or... Well, yes. <laughs> he has to pick where he goes very yeah. carefully. Um, I do like that he can turn into a bat, though. Yeah. Or, or a mist or a pile of rats. And <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. forgotten about the the many different yeah. changes. But the I bat, guess. the bat is mainly probably the main reason I really gravitated. It's to the it. most efficient yeah. if you're going somewhere, unless you're yeah. traveling on the MTA, in which case exactly. a pile of rats is <laughs> yeah, <it's gonna> be <laughs> very perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there was a show in New York not long ago uh, about masons and secret men's clubs oh. and that kind of thing. I don't know if you got a chance to yeah. see it. No, about the Odd Fellows and that. Um, and it was just fantastic. And it seemed to me it was just maybe similar to what the Royal Art Lodge was. Oh, yeah. Um, and you have an affinity for secret societies. Yeah. Well, we we thought we'd give ourselves that title to sound like we were important instead of just <laughs> this, uh, yeah, this this group of friends that were kind of uh, basically had nothing to do after art school <laughs> or, or in art school, but then didn't have a social life. So we got together into drawings. And so that's what yeah. we were talking about before, having a sort of like-minded group of people yeah. that come together and put on Steve Martin videos yeah, exactly. and that kind of yeah. thing. And this was a very prolific uh, collaborative yeah. that was op- that you were a part of for sort of how long? Yeah. Uh, I was a part of it for, must have been, well, it started in 96 and then I, I stayed. Yeah, so ten years. Yeah, yeah. And your sister was involved. Yeah, my sister was in it. She, she uh, was twelve years old when she started. Because I, because I had, I'd had the, we'd have these art lodge meetings, 
my parents would be at work, so I'd have to babysit her. <laughs> and so I would take her. And, of course, she drew really well at yeah. that age as well. So, uh, yeah, she became a member. And I was happy to have someone in there also. That, <laughs> also, my uncle was in it, who he was a year younger than me, so we're more like brothers or cousins. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was almost half relatives <laughs> <laughs> well uh do, do you feel like you could act, go on now and join a secret society do you have a, uh, an interest in that uh not so much yeah <laughs> i mean comedy is kind of like yeah that. exactly yeah people gathering in basements and yeah i feel like the things. art world's kind of like a bit of a secret society it is yeah. yeah at least at least the artists are but <laughs> <laughs> um you know we're thinking about uh metro Oh, yeah. It reminded me that one of the pieces that I recall fondly of yours, because I didn't buy it, and I should have, <laughs> was uh, a tin man wearing a suit holding a chicken. Okay. And the tin man, I think, is smoking. Yeah, probably smoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. It's a beautiful image. And yes. just the tweak of putting the tin man in a suit is enough to be disorienting. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, and to put you in a kind of altered state. I had an uh, author here, Colin Dickey, who wrote all about haunted places in America. Yeah. And he pointed out that when you go into a haunted house, there's usually just one piece of architecture that's off. And that disorienting yeah. feeling generates a whole myth-making cycle. And that lots of, I mean, there may indeed be ghosts out there. Yeah. But in, the, in many of the cases he investigated, it was just a weird staircase or something. Oh, and that, it's similar to what's yeah. happening with that beautiful tin man <laughs> having a smoke with his chicken. But it's not too different from right. Metro and yeah. she I, I might have been using an image of Metro holding a chicken yeah. <laughs> and just altering it. <laughs> Um, but you didn't try ventriloquism or, or performing no, I wasn't other than the good. band. Yeah, just the band. Yeah, And in some of the films. Yeah. Um, I, oh, yeah, I guess I acted in a couple of the films, too. Yeah. I mean, you certainly yeah. appear in them. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, you put, as we said, this comedy influence is always there. Yeah. I, I mean, I was a big, uh, maybe it's not cool to say this, yeah. but Saturday Night Live fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, watch it, yeah. glued to it all the time. Short yeah. little sketches, great bits. Yeah. I was just obsessed with SCTV as well. Oh, that was yeah. played a lot in Canada. I don't yeah. know the, if it played here very much, but it did. Yeah, yeah I uh, think a little bit. Yeah, later or something. Yeah. It was a little staggered, and then I, that even could have had a, an influence on the Dracula thing because there was. Uh, oh right, Count Floyd, uh, who's <laughs> who's really great. Right. Uh, Oh, this is a scary movie. And he talked like <laughs> right. that Dracula thing. <laughs> right. And everything was a 3D movie, but it was just them. Sliding things closer to the camera. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the simpleness of it. Yeah. The little tweak. Yeah. But actually, it makes it very the, funny. The bear actually came from uh, that. I, I mean, it, I'd seen bears in Canada, so I'd drawn them. But there was this one skit where it was called Six Gun Justice, where um, Eugene Levy was a cowboy and he was all tied up and they poured honey all over him. And this bear comes out of the wilderness and attacks him. But it attacks him in this really bad bear suit and way too fast for a bear. <laughs> and then it, it cuts like a, like those old-time uh, films that would play weekly and where the next scene he somehow untied and fights the bear. <laughs> right. yeah. A kind of serialized exactly. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the bear is specific. Yeah. You yeah. have a very specific bear. That yeah. looks like it's modeled on a bear costume as opposed yeah, to exactly. a bear. <laughs> it it might have been a bear for 
two drawings, and then after that, it was a bear costume. Yeah. He's taken on, <laughs> yeah. or, or they have taken on their yeah. own personality with that. Exactly. Um, well, that uh, also brings me to, you have collaborated a lot with Amy Sedaris. Oh, yeah. And that makes sense yeah. now that we've right. talked through all of this kind of stuff. What, what makes her a perfect muse for you? Well, I was obsessed with Strangers with Candy. Um, yeah. I, the, my first memories of coming to New York in the early 2000s was going to Kim's Video and renting uh, VHS copies of Strangers with Candy because it never came to Canada. Uh-huh. And I just heard about her through, actually, through my wife. She saw it on, I don't know how she, I don't think the internet had that stuff. So she must have just read about it. Uh-huh. And then we rented this and then we, we tried to, they were all out of order, the VHS tapes, <laughs> so we just seen pieces of it. And then we used to go to Pianos, I think it was called. Like this, I, mean, I think it still exists, a comedy mm-hmm. bar. And uh, I think there was maybe, I can't remember who was on it. Someone from the show was uh, doing the comedy. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so we just felt this kind of connection that way. And then later on, uh, I knew her through mutual friends. Right. Yeah. But she's been in a number of the films and yeah, things that you've yeah. done. Yeah, she's and she's just kind of this special uh, uh, energy of joy that it just surrounds her. So yeah, that you just want to be close to it because it's just so much fun. It seems to me yeah. that she would enter any situation and be totally game for whatever's going yeah. on. Yes, like, exactly. If you want me to be yeah. Dracula or whatever, okay, yeah. fine, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. she's off to the races with it. <laughs> Plus, she likes things that are silly a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which, and she really enjoys kids, so she's really close with my son and everything. So, well, that's and she, at, at whenever he has a birthday party, he he introduces her as this is my friend Amy, like another <laughs> five year old, <laughs> not as oh, this is you know <laughs> my well, dad's friend. <laughs> I think I may have scared her a little bit once. We were emailing back and forth about having a conversation. I I thought, oh, I was in San Francisco, and I I was next to – I was on like a rabbit farm. So I said, oh, take my picture with this giant rabbit. And I sent it to her, and and then I never heard back. (laughs) But she likes rabbits. If you sent it recently, she's really busy with the show. No, I know. She's got a lot going on. That's why the films I've been working on have been over like four years because she's so busy. (laughs) So whenever she gets a free day or something. But you've appeared on that show too. Yeah, as a bear. (laughs) Oh, naturally, (laughs) yes, yes. I like how much she draws from one of my favorite shows too, The Lawrence Welk Show. Oh, right. Uh, It's just just like... (laughs) Scene by scene, some of the oh, stuff is really wonderful. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, and Paul's really great too. Do you know Paul Donello? That I know, I know of him. Yes, yeah. yeah. He, he was on Strangers with Candy. I was obsessed with his character too. Uh, <laughs> Jelly Nick. Uh, he was like the art teacher. <laughs> right, right. He was very good. <laughs> right. Um, and is there a current obsession? Oh, uh, hmm. Yeah, maybe. Well, it's art world obsession, so that's okay. Yeah. So that's it's, real. It's I'm still I have this uh, long obsession with Francis Picabia that yes. has been playing through a lot of my drawings in the last while. I try to include any kind of uh, image from something from his art into mine here and there, just disguised or right. or, or blatant. But <laughs> <laughs> well, the one Major. film, which was the film that had many, many art world references oh, yeah. to yeah. it. So that one was uh, Undance de Buffoon or A Jester's Dance. Yes. And that was uh, that was commissioned by the Toronto Film Festival. And it was supposed to be in honor of Cronenberg's uh, 25 years in film, maybe, or mm-hmm. maybe more than that. And uh, 
so I had to have a reference to Cronenberg. So I thought it would be good if I referenced all of my favorite artists. So, <laughs> so there's a scene where Francis Bacabia's uh, uh, admiration for the calf or, or the dictator painting comes to life. And then, right. uh, the, and the whole thing is based on a Marcel Duchamp uh, piece, uh, Aton Denet, where this nude comes to life who's Kim Gordon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and who, who is, because uh, it's all based on his love affair with Maria Martins, uh, this uh, artist from Brazil um, that he that he had this affair with, and and the Atonde is kind of uh, about that love affair. And that's the piece that's installed in Philadelphia. Yeah, in Philadelphia. If you now, the gro- growing up near yeah. Philadelphia, school trips. Oh wow, <laughs> were always uh, extra special. <laughs> did the, did they let to... you go there, well, or did the, they kind of? Uh, I, I distinctly remember because uh, they have a huge Duchamp. Uh, collection yeah. there, and then yeah. this thing you look through a peephole in yeah. a wooden door or something, yeah. and uh, it's a naked torso spread out mm-hmm. with a lantern, and uh, what has happened is not always clear That's to it. you yeah. as a young person. But I remember it was not necessarily on the tour, but a security yeah. guard waved me over. Oh wow! <laughs> to have me look in there. At what age? I don't know what the intention was of that guard or whether that was appropriate or not. <laughs> but I remember the experience of looking through that yeah. thing for the first time. That's and it's shocking. Amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it's still shocking. Because I, I even my first time, I was already uh, at least must have been at least thirty or something like that. And Especially because everything else is. Yeah. is the, the brides and the yeah. glass and the yeah. upside down, you know, this bicycle wheel yeah. on a stool. And I actually was, uh, I'd seen that piece in a book, like early on, like, because uh, I took French immersion as a kid. And mm-hmm. so they had more uh, maybe risque titles <laughs> <laughs> in the French section. So, <laughs> I think so. I, I, as as the ego kind of thing, I was like, oh, who's this other Marcel? And it was Marcel Duchamp. And <laughs> right. I saw that piece and I was like, oh, this is really, you know as a kid you know it's a nude and yes um uh and then seeing it in person i i didn't know it was this three dimensional diorama or anything um i mean i kind of knew but i didn't place it's it together. different when you yeah, see it in still, person yeah sure. it still surprises you yeah yeah well in fact i i was uh i looked up um a work by Picabia that was this portrait of Cezanne, portrait of Renoir, and portrait of Rembrandt that he made. And it's a toy monkey that's just oh, yeah. kind of pinned Nailed to a to piece it. of cardboard. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's Marcel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, drawn, I've drawn that monkey. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, see, I knew it. I knew it was there. And that's where the polka dots come from in some yeah, sense, exactly. too, right? Yeah, he did this uh, ballet in Stockholm where uh, the audience members were dressed in a suit and they'd come up onto the stage and undress and they had these polka dot uniforms and start doing ballet so it was this kind of surprise that the audience members were coming out yeah. onto the stage and you've done a lot of work for stage and things too just to translating yeah. in a similar fashion i guess yeah. uh um the the drawings in for uh for new york city ballet I yeah did, uh, yeah costumes and, and stage sets yeah those and- and you've done the so you've done the stage work, you've done the film work, but as far as I know, there's not been an animation piece, uh, or has did, there been? I did a short animation uh, the, for this film that, and it, and it just kind of took so long because I did it uh, by flip like flipbook yeah. style. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I did a couple music videos where they they animated my drawings like without me doing anything. Yeah. And those look a little <laughs> stiff, uh, and so I just haven't really. Yeah, I feel like 
at some point. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll maybe try a little harder in that stiff animated sort of way, like give them more uh, versions. But I don't want to do the flipbook style anymore because it, yeah. it just, uh, yeah, it took like, I think, a whole month of solid work and it just was paid off as like, like maybe a minute of yeah. <laughs> animation. Yeah. No, and it, was I just, could... and it was just a bear dancing, and it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I could easily just right. film a bear costume. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I like that immediacy, and yeah. I think that comes out of that kind of DIY. Yeah. Let's all yeah. get together. Yeah, I mean, it did look interesting in, in yeah. a way because I was I didn't have any animation equipment, so I was just using. I, I was drawing it at my grandma's place, and she had this window that faced a uh, field, so you could see through the drawing. So I had yeah. to draw on the glass to see what my next drawing was yes yeah so oh was, my gosh so it, no they, yeah <laughs> that's okay so maybe it did take even longer than oh, it should have that's that's real old-fashioned yeah. style <laughs> well that answers that yeah i yeah. figured it might be an immediacy Some, thing because you tell yeah. a story through uh sequential imagery yeah and um you're kind of doing it already people can fill in the blanks in between do yeah. you need to see every yeah every, <laughs> thing to make little. it look like a natural <laughs> yeah yeah no you don't need to do that <laughs> Do people dress up as your characters for Halloween? Um, sometimes. Like, I get uh, photos every now yeah. and then from people dressing <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I always really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is it a holiday you, you enjoy? Are you going to get yeah, dressed up? Yeah. I, I really enjoy it now that I have a kid. Yeah. Before, I kind of felt like, because uh, I was living near uh, uh, Union Square, so it was all students, and so it was just all you know sexy costumes and yeah. guys trying to look goth or something or just kind of yeah kind of wreck that feeling but now that i live in brooklyn it's all little kids and they close off the streets and it's, it's more yeah, fun it's just, yeah it's much more fun yeah once you have a yeah, a kid. yeah. Uh, and uh do you, do you have to do you get involved in like a family costume yeah uh, this year we my son wanted to be a volcano <laughs> so <laughs> i started doing a paper mache thing and then i realized i made him a light bulb costume two years ago and he only wore it like for two minutes because it was just so heavy. Yeah, I, was, I stopped doing the volcano one because I realized it was going to be way too yeah. heavy. And they said, "Is there another character?" <laughs> and then he said, "Just a black cat." So then we went black. Perfect. Cat. Yeah. Perfect. So, but you're going to make it like one of your. Cats. I actually have a, a bat that I made for for another movie that I never used, and so. I'm just going to turn it into a black cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is the advantage uh, of doing the kind of things that you do is because yeah. you have a closet full of uh, exactly. odd heads. <laughs> and I'm I'm usually just leftovers of whatever my last film was. Or oh, I see. Of, yeah. You don't have to yeah. have it relate to the yeah. cat. Exactly. Oh, yeah. actually, I have a, an adult black cat, though, so I am Oh, be, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife bought a black cat costume that was like on whatever the crafting people website i'm sure it has a name etsy or something exactly. like that yes <laughs> we'll get a fc ad right here. <laughs> yes thanks to our sponsors yes uh <laughs> well that's in their flu yes <laughs> and burt reynolds and burt reynolds rest in peace <laughs> yeah um the burt reynolds estate <laughs> i wish i'd like to get yeah. a piece of that um well uh, i don't know if you ever need you know like a guru in a black turtleneck like, or anything just <laughs> popping in like uh, dracula oh, nice. but Feel free. I mean, you can use my Im image oh, as much well, as you thank want. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, and will you be making some more films soon? You said the thing uh, with Amy. Well, I'm still working on the one with uh, Amy because uh, I've been doing it in chapters. So I, I finished chapter three <laughs> first. Uh <-huh. laughs> 
Um, so I have uh, four more chapters to do. So I have chapter one and two, and then chapter four. Um, that I'm. It's, it's my editor friend lives in LA now, so I don't see him as much as also. So. Yeah, they're key. Yeah, editors and, are key, and he has all the footage, so I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a Dracula kind of a tale, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It, yeah. She. Uh, yeah, I just like it. It doesn't really make sense the plot, so <laughs> <laughs> she she plays me, but then she she turns into Dracula at some point. Oh, uh, yeah, and then she turns. Uh, Raymond Pet- Pettibon is also in the film, and he he plays David Zorner, my gallerist, and then she turns him into Dracula, and, uh-huh. and then there's this whole kind of uh, karaoke scene where Raymond sings a song about Dracula that <laughs> that I found this I was in Hong Kong and I found this 45 of, of that just had this picture of Dracula and all this uh writing that I didn't understand yeah I think it was actually maybe from Taipei or somewhere like mm-hmm. that because it wasn't uh from there but and I, I put it on and it was this I think they're talking about Dracula but <laughs> he talks like Dracula <laughs> he, he is like hello <laughs> Uh, oh no! He, he, yeah, he goes. Uh, no, no, he, he doesn't say he's Dracula, but but he talks <laughs> it's like implied. he's a monster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like yeah. great fun, and yeah. you're bringing all the threads together. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. That's great. Well, we'll look forward to that oh, coming thanks. out whenever it yeah. does. Um, Marcel, this has been so great oh, and such you. an thanks. honor to have you yeah. here. Um, I hope you have a wonderful Halloween. Oh, thank you. And continued success in everything you do. Oh, thank you so much. Happy Halloween to you. <laughs> Oh, wasn't that something? I think I could play a pretty good Dracula myself. (laughs) And I wouldn't mind doing a puzzle if anybody is out there and is looking for a puzzle, pal. Well, that will do it for us this week. I ask you to remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night is independently produced and performed by James Bewley, Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaru. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode provided by the talented roster at Howler Hills Farm. Production studio space provided by Harvest Works in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And listen to us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thanks for listening. And this season, I encourage you to leave your portals open.